Welcome to On the Edge with Liza Pullman. On the Edge explores the frontier of human potential. What really is possible? Experts in medicine, business, science, and belief systems divulge methods and pathways to productivity, profitability, well-being, freedom, and happiness. Now, here's your host, Liza Pullman. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today on The Edge, I am eternally grateful to have Rob Worgen. Rob is a gifted healer, clairvoyant, clairsentient, and clairaudient, as well as an author. Through his powerful gifts, Worgen has helped tens of thousands of people of all ages. He draws from both Native American and Christian traditions and works with people of all spiritual persuasions. In the last 14 years, Rob has provided transformation to almost 50,000 people and has led large and small groups throughout the country at places including Omega, Agape International Spirit Center, Mile High Church in Denver, and others. He is featured in the full-length film Heal alongside Deepak Chopra, Michael Beckwith, Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, and many others. And here is what you need to know. Your diseases, dysfunctions, and discomforts are gifts to you. Is that true, Rob? Absolutely. Absolutely. How is that true? Well, you know, I look at uh, life as every experience that we look at as being negative or whatever word you like is actually a gift. So it's not only the, the disease, uh, the, you know, label that somebody puts on you. It's like everything in your life is actually a gift because it's causing an internal ch- shift in you that's giving you the opportunity to change something in your life. You know, so... I say cancer is the greatest gift. Uh, fibromyalgia is the greatest gift. Crohn's disease is a great gift. All of these are great gifts because it's spirit's way of getting your attention because most likely up until you got that diagnosis, you were just trugging along, you know, taking pills and doing whatever you were doing, thinking everything was cool. And at some point, your body in conjunction with your soul and your and spirit is going to bring something forward that's going to give you the opportunity or the gift to see what's possible on the other side of that. So to me, a a really severe diagnosis is a wake-up call uh, is telling you that, you know, you need to change something. And if you do, your life will change. But if you don't, that's okay, too, because obviously we're loved unconditionally by the divine. Right. And a lot of people, when they receive these diagnoses or when they have events in their lives transpire, you know, I, I see them go one of two ways. I see them either go, uh, you know, the hardcore Western way and, you know, get all the treatment and everything that's necessary, which, you know, some of which is important. Um or they just succumb to it and uh, I guess I would almost say are victims of their circumstances. 
you know, and they, they actually become victims twice because you become victim to the belief that what you were told is true and there is no way out. And then you also become the victim to the drugs that are then given you. And then the continued radiation or chemotherapy or treatment, whatever it is, that is a constant reminder to you and to your soul and to your body that whatever you were told is true. And, and so it's, it, you just keep spinning down that rabbit hole until you're gone. You know, what I, one of the things that I say all the time to people is, because people will often tell me, you know, I went to a psychic or I went to my astrologer or I went to somebody, and they said to me, well, Rob, you know, before you came into this body, you agreed to have brain cancer. And so that's part of your path. And that's absolutely true. I, you know, if this was me, I actually agreed to have the experience of brain cancer. But once somebody tells me that I've had that, then I've had the experience. Your path doesn't say that you must continue to have that experience. What you're being given is you are supposed to have that experience. Have it, not continue to have it. So it's like check the box and move on. One of the one of the other things that my guides told me years ago, and this is probably a good time to just tell this, is that we crazy human beings have changed the word lesson. Uh, it's actually two words. We've made it one. And they've said to me that every experience in your life is for you to have the experience and move to another experience. But somewhere along the line, we took the word lesson and made it from two words, where it really means less on. So every experience you have, you're supposed to check the box and move on and have another experience. And then they, my, the guides that were with me at that moment were quite funny, and they said, but what you humans do is you have the experience, and you keep having the experience, and so you have more on instead of less on. So the question is, do you want to be a moron, or do you want to have <laughs> less on? You know, and that's kind of funny because of the recent news about that word. But you know, it's it's true. It's it's we you know we incarnate into these lives. We have continual. We have life after life after life because our our path is to have every possible experience. You know, and so think of yourself up in heaven before you're incarnated, looking at a menu of the menu items that you haven't experienced yet, and you check boxes off and to have those experiences. And somewhere along the line, we were told that, you know, we, we were supposed to suffer or we were supposed to do this or we were supposed to do that. And really what we're supposed to do is have all these experiences and then check the box and have less on and then move on to another experience. So that's kind of a long answer to your question about that. But to me, all of these things are, are, gifts that, that provide us an opportunity to have less on and move on to something more fulfilling or something else. And if someone, you know, when someone has some diagnosis that's very jarring and, you know, requires in Western medicine uh, a treatment that arguably is significantly more jarring, uh, what what message should they receive? Well, I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's look at look at what in your life that you've been ignoring. You know, what what have you been ignoring your diet? Have you been ignoring exercise? Have you been ignoring the fact 
you need a divorce? Have you been ignoring the fact you're going to be leaving in this town or whatever it is? Look at what you've been ignoring and start to make changes about that first. Um, but most important usually are change in diet, change in thought, you know, change in environment. Um, but then, you know, the, the, the kind of the trap that I've noticed with people is you get a diagnosis and everybody surrounds you and starts feeling sorry for you and really creating that whole victim thing around you. And then when someone wants to make changes and do something other, that, and I'm not knocking Western medicine, I'm just observing here, you know, there's so much pressure from families and doctors and friends to, oh, you better get that chemo, get that radiation, do this, do this, do this, that a lot of people just, you know, are pressured into going down that road. And and I see a lot of people that are doing that. And, and what I say to you is, you know, if, if that's what you're being, you know, told or pressured to do, go ahead and do it, but do it with a different mindset. Do it with the mindset that, a, you're, you are going to change your diet, change your thinking, change your life, change something. And at the same time, when you when you go to the, the hospital to have a chemo treatment, treatment, you know, view the chemo treatment as beautiful medicine that's going to help support your body in its healing path, and not as something that's dangerous and awful. And I shouldn't be doing this because, again, you know, we have the ability to put the energy in whatever we put in our body the way we wish it to be. And so thinking about how bad this is for you, why it's actually going into you is actually making you worse. So you want to, you want to kind of combine the Eastern medicine and, uh, you know, energy medicine with blessing the chemo as it goes in or the radiation is just done in at the same time that it's going in instead of going into all the fear and anger and all that that most people have around those things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really changing. It's like the positive mindset, really looking into what you need to heal in your life and then shifting the way you look at your life, having more positive attitudes. And, you know, I'm really, you know, I am obviously very invested in this general world of healing. And, um, you know, some people are familiar with Louise Hay, who just passed away. And, you know, she had a uh, very similar belief that used mantras. Um, the shamans, you know, who also believe this to be true about disease in the body and they use plant medicines and Icaros and other methods to heal people. And I'm hoping you can share, you know, your methodology. What is it that you do to help people make these transitions, heal themselves? Well, well, the the first thing I just want to say, though, is that if you think about all the things you said, you look at shamanic medicine, you look at acupuncture, which is over 5,000 years old and was based on plant medicine and, you know, uh, shamanic medicine, you look at all these ancient healing techniques, you know, you look at those, and they haven't really changed in 5,000 or more years. They haven't changed. You know, they're still treating the body pretty much in the same way. And then you look at Western medicine, which is 100 years old or so, and it's constantly changing, and it's still looking looking for the cure, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yet 5,000-year-old shamanic medicine, 5,000-year-old Chinese medicine, 5,000-year-old, 10,000, 20,000-year-old ancient Egyptian medicine knew the cure, and they knew how to achieve it. So I always find that fascinating, and I'd like to implant that in people's heads because, you know, they think this new, they call it new age medicine or woo medicine, 
is really the oldest medicine in the world that's never changed. Mm. I just want to say that first. Um, right. The one thing, the one thing that I, what I do mostly is, is, is try to catch people on their languaging, right? So people like to refer to my cancer, my treatment, my oncologist, my radiation, my chemotherapy, you know, my treatment plan. And they continually own, they're claiming that as if it's theirs. And in doing so, they're making it theirs. So I always work with people to, you know, I'm doing my other work, but I'm always watching what they're saying too, because I'm so, I, I think it's so interesting how important it is what we say. So when people start talking about, you know, my addiction, my affliction, my suffering, my, 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 they keep owning it over and over and over. So one of the first things I work with people on is to help them, coach them to stop saying that because every time they say it, obviously they bring it into their body. So that's, that's one thing um, that I do a lot. And then, and then I also, you know, and I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, you know, a Chinese medicine doctor. I'm not an herbalist. I don't have any of that training. But what I ask people to do is to, is to find someone, if they haven't, that can assist them with their diet or assist them with their uh, mental attitudes. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, my mother had breast cancer, my grandmother had breast cancer, and both my aunts had breast cancer, and everybody in my family has breast cancer. And so I'm I'm obviously supposed to have breast cancer. That's just the way it is. And, and my response to that is, no, you have had are having the experience of breast cancer so you can break the chain in your family. So when you decide that you're going to end the tradition of having breast cancer in your family uh, by making change in your diet and your thoughts and all this other stuff, um, then you're actually going to be giving your lineage a gift. So I, I, I try to put the incentive and the emphasis on other things uh, rather than what they're, you know, we're all accustomed to hearing all the time. Yeah, the word, you know, this has come up before, the power of people's words is unimaginable and reframing and their words and their thoughts, reframing their words and their thoughts really does shift everything and have the potential to break that karmic cord. Exactly. And one of the things that I thought was really great about this documentary that's just being released called Heal is Dr. Bruce Lipton has a piece in that. And he talks about how he actually got started in all this, and you know they were studying cell growth and things, and they took three identical cells and put them in, in three petri dishes or whatever you call that, and these identical cells were exposed to different environments, you know, emotional environments, you know, env- uh, air, whatever. They they exposed them to different environments, and the cell actually took on what was around it even though they were the same cells to begin with. And so that kind of spurred, sparked him on to do all his research about the biology of belief and how it affects our cell structure and all of that. But, you know, I've been told many, many times by the beings that work with me, you know, talk about what you want, not what you don't want, and think about what you want and what you don't want. And people say oh, to me all the time, well, if I have cancer and I say I am healthy, then I'm lying. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're reprogramming. You know, it's it's no different than if you're weak and you're going to the gym, you go to the gym, you know, I am strong, I am strong, I am strong, and telling your body to do with that because the human cell 
responds immediately to the vibration of your thought and the vibration of your voice and only yours. And so you have complete control over your body all the time. Um, and, and, you know, people don't really understand it. If, if people could be in the place that I'm in, which seeing tens of thousands of people and probably thousands and thousands of people, for example, that had cancer, the only difference that I see in my work, and my work is the same with everybody, you know, it's not any different for one person or another. What, I, what I've noticed over the years is the only difference between somebody who goes down the path and does exactly what the doctor said was going to happen or says, heck no, I'm not going to go there and changes it is their belief system and their, their will to believe what they really want, not what they've been told they're going to have. Because, you know, I say that the doctor, the doctors, and I'm not knocking doctors, they're, you know, they, we need them around, but we tend to take their opinion and be, make it our belief. And, and I always say to people, that's their opinion. That's what they were trained to tell you. You get to have your own opinion and your own belief. They're giving you their opinion, just like, you know, you get three estimates for getting your car fixed. You're getting three different opinions, and they're probably not going to be the same but you get to choose which opinion that you wish, and it can be yours. It can be your own opinion that you're going to live to be 90, you're going to be healthy, and this is just a bump in the road. You know, so there's a lot about that. And, you know, and one of the things I like about this movie, I don't mean to be plugging it, but it's a, it's a, it's an amazing, um, what they've done is they've taken these, like, 20 people that are amazing you know, like Bruce Lipton and Michael Beckwith and all these guys and put them together in this matrix um, that are really reinforcing all the things you and I are talking about right now. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I had two thoughts. One is that I do a lot of work around the science behind this because we live in a Western world and people sure. really believe what our scientists are saying and what I'm finding in the various areas that I look into the depth of science is that science is actually trying to catch up with the traditional methodology. They're, they're acknowledging that there's something there and they're trying to use their techniques to give legitimacy to it or at least understand it. And there's still a very big gap. Yeah. And the yeah. other is that one of the biggest challenges that I face in the work, you know, with the people that I work with is this challenge of people's thoughts and imprinting and cultural conditioning and the media and getting people to realize that's not who they are. That's, that's not their mind thinking. And it's really a big challenge, but we need to take a short break. I've been speaking with the gifted healer, Rob Worgen about his work, bringing awareness to that, which ails us. We'll be back in a few minutes. You're on the edge on TalkZone.com. Here's Liza Pullman. Welcome back to On the Edge. In this hour, Rob Worgen is sharing his healing work using source energy and bringing awareness to that which ails us. Rob is going to give us access to this energy in this segment after telling us a little bit more. Rob, welcome back. Thank you. 
Um, so let's share with our listeners what you do. Okay, so I, I, I think it's always important to kind of preface that first with a couple of things. Number one, I was never trained. I didn't. I was. I didn't have a shamanic, you know, mentor. I didn't have a mentor of any kind. I didn't read a book. I didn't go to a class. I didn't, you know, I didn't set out in my life to do the work that I'm doing now. So I was a clean slate, which I think is actually a gift because, you know, I didn't, I wasn't trying to copy somebody else's thoughts or somebody else's techniques. I was just completely open and available. And so what happened to me was that when I started doing this work 14 and a half years ago in Sedona, um, people started showing up with me and I just started asking questions of the beings that were working with me. And luckily I had these beings that were quite friendly and, and chatty. And so they would answer every question that I would ask. And you can, you know, I'm, I'm a really intuitive guy. And, um, I, I want, I want information, right? And so I kept asking, 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 asking. So everything that I'm going to say here in a minute is based on not, a book that I read or something else, it was, it's based clearly on the information that I got from the beings that I work with. And, you know, um, it might not be the same as everybody else's information, but it's information that has been very valuable and works for me. And, and in a lot of ways lines up with all of the other energy, um, that's out there. So first, if you can just imagine, um, and I like to use the word imagine because it's easy to imagine, you know, but just imagine that over the top of your head, about six inches above your head, maybe eight inches above your head, is an energy ball that's about the same size of, as your head. And, you know, if you raise your hand up in there and just close your eyes and let go, you can actually, people can actually feel it. It's either a tingling or a little elasticity, or they can feel a change in temperature. Or they start exploring that ball over the top of your head. But that's, that's, that's where our connection to the divine uh, begins for the human body. So, so imagine that up above that in the heavens is this this big, brilliant, beautiful light, and it's radiating down, and it's coming into that beautiful ball of light over the top of your head. Now, the thing that's important to understand is that that ball over the top of your head is not unique to you. It's unique to you and the energy, but every human being on the planet, every living being on the planet actually has that ball of light over the top of his head that connects it into the universe, to the divine energy, to spirit, whatever words people like to use. And so when people say to you, we're all connected, you know, you can imagine that there's this huge ball of light up there somewhere and these little tiny wires dropping down and tapping into the balls of light over every human being. So a, a cat, you know, and a human are connected. Everybody's connected. And the trees are connected and everything's connected. And so the, the, the idea is to begin to reestablish the connection in your physical body with that ball of light that's over the top of your head, which connects you to the divine. Does that make sense so far? Absolutely. Okay. So, and then what happens is that everything about you um, everything about you and your all of your lifetimes and your karma and your lineage stuff and all that stuff, whatever you want to call it, is contained in that ball of light. And it sits up above your head 
and it feeds into what people call your aura or your energy body or your light body that surrounds your body, which is like an embryo around your body. So around your body is this, this uh, embryonic you know, space that contains everything that's ever happened with you and your lineage and your karma. So floating around your body uh, that's being fed from this ball of light at the top of your head I like to call them like miniature DVDs because they're little DVDs of that have captured every experience you've ever had, right? And they're floating around. And so the, the, the problem with most people is that they're connecting into from their brain into that light and out into that light body. So there's a constant interaction with the past because all the information of the past is contained out in that light body. And it's connecting to the brain because the light from the divine can't pass through the brain into the body because we have so much density in our body from all the emotions that we've been holding on to for lifetimes. And the density creates blockages. The blockages create stagnation. Stagnation creates opportunity for, you know, disease to jump in. Imagine, I tell people to imagine that your stomach, for example, is your kitchen sink and you filled it with water the day you were conceived and you haven't drained the sink since then and imagine what that would be like and that's pretty much what human beings look like energetically for the most part and so what we're going to do here in a minute is to bring some light into that human body of yours down into your kitchen sink so we can begin the draining of this old toxic energy you've been holding on to for lifetimes and let you experience what it feels like to reconnect with the divine because we all have that right we're all connected. We've just blocked our connection with all this emotional stuff that we've either held on to or been, it's been passed down to us or both or whatever. It doesn't matter anymore. We just want to remove the blockages so that the light that's coming down from the divine is reflected out into our light body and activating all these old memories. Instead, we want it to go down through our body, activate our soul, and allow us to experience what freedom from the past feels like. Making sense Beautiful. So Beautiful. Okay. So the easiest way to do that, and, and you know, I'm a guy who likes simplicity. You know, if, if I have to do something that requires a whole bunch of steps, I'm going to get distracted in the middle or my mind's going to tell me I didn't do it right or I did step five before step three and then I'm going to sabotage myself. So I like to keep things really simple. So so what I'd like all of you to do who are listening is just simply get, you know, find a place where you're like, get in a relaxed state. So if you're in a chair, just kind of let yourself relax, close your eyes, uncross everything. You don't want anything crossed, no arms, no ankles, no legs crossed, and just take some nice, easy breaths because your breath is your connection to the divine. It's that simple. You don't need any tools other than your breath. So just simply with your eyes closed and your palms open and up and your body relaxed, breathe, breathe deeply. And imagine while you're breathing that you're breathing the air from that ball of light over the top of your head. So literally, in my imagination, I see this ball of light over the top of my head. I breathe in. It comes around the front of my head. It doesn't go into my brain. It comes around the front into my mouth and my nostrils. It doesn't matter. There's no rules here. Fill your body with that beautiful light from the light that's above you. That's your light. It's unique to you, but it connects you to 
at the vine and everything else. So just do that for a couple, a few seconds here. Just nice, easy breaths. Imagine it's coming from that ball of light over the top of your head. Bypass it your brain. You're going straight into your body, straight into your lungs. It's moving into your heart. It's just kind of moving around your body. Just imagine you can feel this warm, beautiful, almost tingling sensation just moving through your body. That's what divine light feels like. Now, understand that divine light, in my opinion, is has only two ingredients, unconditional love for you and bliss. So why wouldn't you want to breathe into your body, fill every cell in your body with unconditional love for you from the divine and bliss, joy? So just imagine you're breathing in love and joy, filling your lungs, filling your heart. Just allow it to flow through your body and see what you see, see what you notice. Notice what's happening with your body. Some people might say nothing's happening with their body, but if you're breathing right now, you're breathing in divine light. You can't, can't not be doing it. Now, once you've established that connection, what's really simple to do is, because remember, this is your light. This light is your light. So because it's your light, you have the ability and the absolute right to direct your light wherever you wish it to go. So imagine right now if you had uh, your left knee felt swollen or it was hurting or you had some lower back issues or maybe somebody told you you had a tumor or maybe you've got a headache or maybe you're angry or maybe whatever it is, just know that as you breathe now, you may direct your light. You can imagine that light is going to that part of your body. So just try that now. Just take a nice deep breath and direct your light as you breathe in to your left knee or to your shoulder or your head or wherever it is you'd like to direct it. And do that two or three times. Basically, the work that I do is I'm bringing your light to the places in your body that are the most dense, that are creating the most challenges in your life and using the vibration of that light to shatter the density and then to replace that space with light. So you're basically doing that yourself right now. And, you know, it might take longer if you do it than if I do it, but you're still able to do it at home. And, you know, if somebody tells you you have a disease or somebody tells you you have something, you know, what I advise people to do is just sit quietly, close your eyes, open your palms, and cross everything. Take some nice, easy breaths. Imagine that you're breathing from that beautiful ball of light over the top of your head. And once you establish that connection, start bringing that light to the very specific part of your body that you feel is challenged right now. You know, if, if you're having financial issues, relationship issues, anxiety issues, back, neck, uh, leg, ankle, pain, bring it to your lower back. If you're having anger issues, bring it to you your liver on the lower right side of your abdomen. If you're having addiction or compulsive issues or, or overwhelmed with worry and disappointment, you bring it down to the left lower part of your body where your spleen resides. Just bring the light into the space of your body that you know is challenging right now. And, and if you don't know, you can always ask your body because what I know is your body's always willing to tell you exactly what it needs. It's doing that by showing you pain or whatever right now. But when you're in this state, if you just ask your body, body, where do I need to bring light? 
And then with your next breath, your body will help direct the light to that place. So use your body intelligence. Use your soul. You can ask for assistance from your guides and angels. Um, you know, it's not a difficult process, but the most important thing is to use your breath. And when you use your breath, imagine that you're connecting up above your head, not through your head, above your head and around the front of you into your nose or mouth and then down into your body and let it see what happens. How are you feeling, by the way, my friend? <laughs> I feel... <laughs> yeah, I feel really good. I feel very relaxed, and I feel that tingly feeling everywhere. And see, that's and that's and that's you saw how easy that was to do, and you know, and it's available to everybody. It's not, you know, you don't have to put a quarter in for twenty minutes. You just close your eyes, relax, imagine your breath, and bring it around the front and into your body, and then start using it, directing it. You know, this is, and remember, the thing to remember is that it belongs to you. So the really cool thing is it knows what to do. I mean, actually, you could just breathe into your body and your body would bring the light where it needed it because it knows exactly what you need in this moment. And so if you just use the intelligence of the divine, the intelligence of your soul and the intelligence of the light, you just breathe it into your body and relax. You're getting exactly what you need in that moment. And it is it is amplified when it's done with others. Is that what you Absolutely. find? Absolutely. So, you know, the reason I love to do the large groups and you know, and I do these phone calls where I'll have several hundred people on the on the call. Um you know, it just it keeps multiplying with each additional person. So, it's, you know, imagine that you're in a dark room and there's one little string of light coming down to one person, and imagine you're in the same dark room with a thousand strings of light coming down. You know, you're bringing that much more intensity into the same space. And so, group healings are always amazing, whether they're on the phone, you know, or in a big auditorium or wherever they are, because it amplifies and and. And because we're all connected, we're all actually working on each other. You know, what, what you're bringing to your body is something I need for my body, so I'm getting something from what you're bringing. You're getting something from what I'm bringing, and um, you know, multiply that by a thousand. You know, and it's pretty spectacular. And it even it even works when people are listening to this after the fact. Like you don't actually have to be live to get the benefits of this work, which is also so fascinating. Right, exactly. And, you know, people tell me that, and by the way, there's a free call on my website. If somebody wants to experience more of this, you can go to my website and on the banner at the top, it says receive a free light bath. And basically it's a 50 minute uh, recording of me bringing light into your body. And that was done, you know, in February, and, and people still listen to it because they can feel it every time they do it. And the beauty of that is you can listen to two minutes of it, three minutes of it, you know, ten minutes of it. You don't need to listen to all of it. And a lot of people put it on very low volume when they go to bed at night. And so as they're going into their rest state, they're being bathed in divine light. And so rapid healing can occur. So there's, yeah, the, the the age of the recording doesn't matter. It's the energy that's in the voice 
uh, and that's coming through the voice that really makes a difference. I love the call-ins. For me, it's like stepping into a very, very high vibration. We need to take a short break. Okay. Um, I've been speaking with the gifted healer, Rob Worgen, about his work, bringing awareness to that which ails us and using divine energy to heal yourself. We'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back to On the Edge. Here's Liza Pullman. Welcome back. In this hour, Rob Worgen has been sharing his powerful healing work using source energy. And we're going to go deeper with Rob in this next segment. Welcome back, Rob. Thank you. This is fun. So in that last segment, you um, showed people what it's like to experience your work. And for anyone who wasn't on that segment, you know, please, please listen to the recording. You don't have to have been live to experience the incredibly high vibration. Uh, you do other work. And, you know, I know that because you come to New York and I've been to some of your small group sessions in New York and I love it. It's it's, you know, the most luxurious thing I can do for myself. And I'm wondering if you would share some of that, what you do with people in those sessions. Okay, um, I will in a second. I was just being reminded by my imaginary friends that um, they wanted me to say something, and, and so let's do that first. But what, I, what I've noticed over and over uh, is that people tend to gravitate to a specific uh, master being or guide. So, for example... Um, you know, Archangel Raphael is the Archangel of Healing, along with Mary. And so people often will only focus on one or two master beings or one or two guides. And what my, my the beings that work with me are asking me to share with you now is that that can almost always be limiting because there's always many, many, many more beings available to you than just the ones that you're asking for. But because you have free will, you're limiting yourself by just calling forward Archangel Raphael and, and Mary. And so what they've advised me to do over the past and what they're asking me to share with you now is they would like you to look at a different way of calling forward the beings that you're working with by simply saying, you know, I'm, I'm calling forth all appropriate beings who are, who are best for me in this moment. And that way... You get everything that's available to you. You've invited them all in, and you're not limiting yourself to just one or two beings. That doesn't mean that the, the one or two beings aren't, you know, healing beings, but think of all the things we have going on with us. The master healer beings are like going to the Mayo Clinic. There's a specialist for everything, and you, you want to be make yourself available to all those all those beings. So their suggestion is to ask for all of them appropriate beings to be with you now in, in this moment for your highest good and grateful for that and notice how that will expand who shows up in your in your space. Um, thank so thank anyway, you for that. Uh, I'll take I'll take that to heart. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's important because people are always going, okay, Raphael, help me out. And he may not be a bone specialist. You know, he might be the blood specialist. So ask for, ask for everything because you deserve it. So, you know, 
part of my work is the challenging part of my work is I want to get to as many people as I can. And, and, and so, and so we do these phone calls uh, and we also do live events with big groups. But then what you were referring to is what, what are really fun, which I call small groups and super small groups. But like this weekend, tomorrow I'll be in Boston and we'll do a live event at the Newton Marriott Boston uh, on Saturday night. And then, but on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, we do these small, smaller groups where we have 12 massage tables and people are in that space for two hours. It's, it's quite intense. Uh, but it's also, uh, quite amazing how, how you are filled with divine love and light at that point as well. So we do, you know, two hour sessions, which are really intense. We do that like hour and a half live big group sessions, which are really intense. We do like recorded calls and we do, I do phone sessions all over the world. Um, but, you know, it's always fun to put your hands on somebody in person and watch them react. Uh, it's, it, that's, that's fun. That's kind of like my fun part of what I do. I like to see people in person. Well, and I've, I've met people that you have healed. I've heard their testimony in person, and there are some remarkable stories. Yeah, there are. There's so many. Which, do you have a I'm few so, you can I'm share? Grateful. Well, you know, I'll share, I'll share one, I'll share a couple ones, and I'll be quick, but about a year ago, I was doing a large group event. There was probably two or three hundred people in the room, and I didn't realize this because I wasn't paying attention, but an elderly woman in her 80s had come in the back door and didn't really want to be there. She was just kind of like being told, you know, one of her friends said, you have to go see this guy, and so she sat in the last row up against the wall, left early, apparently grumbled on her way out the room because she couldn't hear very well and she couldn't understand why she was there. Well, she got home and turned her TV on as usual and was shocked at how loud it was and shocked at how loud the clock was ticking and shocked at how much noise there was in her house because she was almost totally deaf and just being in the space uh, for, a, you know, an hour uh, and then going home, her hearing was completely restored. And so she came back the next time telling this funny story about how irritated she was because she couldn't hear anything. And so she left. But then when she got home, her hearing had been restored. So those kind of things are funny. We had a, we had a woman come to our Eclipse event in August that when she was seven months pregnant, had some kind of a medical injection that paralyzed her from the hips down. And so she gave birth to her child who is now five and has never been able to really fully engage with a child because she's been in a wheelchair. And, you know, hundreds of diagnoses, thousands of dollars of medicines and supplements and everything and nothing happening. And and our event started on Saturday night. And I said to her on Saturday night, you are going to stand up out of, you're going to stand up from your wheelchair on Monday morning. If I want you to spend the weekend imagining you standing up out of the wheelchair. And so on Monday morning, we're doing our, our whatever we're doing, and I see this hand waving in the back of the room, and, and you know, I say, it's her, and I go back and say, what's, what's going on? And she said to me, I want you to be the person I walk to when I stand up out of the chair, and she stood up out of the wheelchair and walked to me. Wow. You know, and she's continued to, you know, we, you know and, and the thing that's important to understand is that, that this, the work that, is being done in your body is 
very significant, and it's not instantaneously. You know, once in a while you get like the woman get her hearing back, or you know, there's lots of examples where people have these miracles where the, all their pain leaves or their cancer leaves in one session. But but then you have to keep coming back, you know, once in a while because your body's in a habit of having cancer or having pain, and it wants to take you there. So there is some you know ongoing stuff required to kind of get your body reset, but. I've been working with her since then, and she actually was in New York 10 days ago whenever I was there and um, got up off the table by herself and walked to the restroom and back to the table by herself. Now, yes, she was putting her hand on the wall to kind of stability, but she was doing it herself. That's since the end of August. So, I mean, those are the kind of things that are possible if you just let go of what you've been told you're supposed to do, like never get better. You know, that's just baloney. You know, just imagine yourself doing what you want to do and keep that imagination in your forefront. And, yeah, your friends are going to tell you you're crazy and your doctor's going to look at you and roll his eyes and all that stuff. But, you know, hold on to the belief of what it is you want because you have the right to have that. And, you know, there's no reason that you have to do anything else. You know, yes, you were destined to have breast cancer, but you've had it. Now, now have a life of fun. That's what I say. And it's not, you know, this isn't about dismissing Western medicine. It's about not at all. Not, it's about honoring not only traditional medicine, but miraculous energetic transformations that just because you can't see them doesn't mean they can't take place. Exactly. You know, you wouldn't know that you had an invasive disease in your body if we didn't have Western medicine, you know. Mm-hmm. And so for me, they're, they're, they play a valuable role because they give you the wake-up call, you know. There's no better person to give you the wake-up call than, you know, somebody in a white coat with a sprout on their face and a real serious voice. And if nothing else gets your attention, boy, that will, right? And and so they, I think they play a very important and key role in, in the world you know, educating people on what's going on with them, but also shocking them to the point that they can make a change or not. And I believe that we all have the power to do what you're doing inside of us. Most people don't know how to access that power. And when I say most, I mean, that's probably 99.5%. 9999% of people. Uh, could you share how you gained access to your power, to sure. your energetic connection? Sure. So it happened, it started when I was a little boy, and many people have heard the story, but when I was a young lad, you know, my parents were incredibly religious and we spent a lot of time in a church, and we spent a lot of time reading the Bible and doing prayer. And prayer is a key word. So, so they taught me how to ask God for something, right? And so, when I would be outside, you know, hiking, because we lived in Rapid City, South Dakota, in the mountains, I'd go up walk in the mountains, and as a little boy, and you know, these animals would come up to me that had been hurt, and and they would look at me with these big old eyes that say basically said to me, please help me. And I would raise, and I would look up in the sky and I'd say, please, God, 
would you would you help this rabbit or whatever it was? And I would push, put my hand on the rabbit. The rabbit would just sit there, and I would feel energy coming down through my body into the rabbit. And then the rabbit would get better, and I would simply say, thank you, God. So at a small age, what I was being shown but I didn't understand was when you ask the divine for help and get out of the way. Notice I, I wasn't doing any hand positions or rubbing the rabbit or anything. I just put my hand on the rabbit, asked God to help the rabbit, got out of the way, felt the energy, and the rabbit got better. So fast forward to now, you know, when I started doing this work in February of 2003, you know, the beings that came to me said, you know, they said, we want you to do this healing work. And I said, but I don't. And they said, you don't need to know how. All you need to know how to do is get out of the way. And remember how you were as a child. You simply asked God to help the rabbit, and then you didn't try to do anything. You just got out of the way and let God help the rabbit. So what I say to people, when people say, can you teach me to do this? And I'll, I'll say to you, yes, ready? Here it comes. Number one, the only, the only difference between me and anybody else is that I know how to get out of the way, and I absolutely trust with every cell in my body that when I do that, a miracle is going to happen. That's it. You know, it's like it's like people say, you know, how come when you when I text you and say I'm hurt, and five minutes later I'm not hurt anymore, what did you do? And I say to them the same thing I just said. I ask God to relieve your suffering and pain now, and I don't do anything else. I'm not sitting here doing voodoo. I'm not doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I just know that when I ask God to help somebody, God will help, and I get out of the way. And that's that's the difference between what I do and what people aren't doing, is they, A, they, they don't know how to get out of the way because they don't trust. You know, they're always trying to do something about it instead of just asking God for help and getting out of the way, and then knowing and trusting that when you do that, it's already taken care of. Does that make sense? It re- yeah, it reminds me of the let go and let God, and I agree that, you know, the exactly. getting out of the way, yeah, and trust, you know, I... I got that trust message, like, you got to trust, you got to trust, you got to trust. And, you know, you have no idea what trust means. I mean, trust means, like, really, really trusting, like, letting go completely. And I think fear really gets in the way for most people of getting out of the way and trusting. It does. And and, the, and part of the fear is, you know, and it's not knowing if they did it right or not or did enough or, or not or, you know, I don't know if I did it right. You know, that, that question mark, because as soon as you put a question mark into the equation, it stops everything, because that means you're not trusting. So when you just absolutely know and trust and believe that when you ask the divine or God or spirit or, you know, whatever title you want to put up there to help and just simply know that it's already happened and get out of the way. Now, it may not be the result that you're thinking it should be. You know, and people get into that all the time. I'm like, people come to see me and they say, my left shoulder hurts. I say that I'm not going to work on your left shoulder, so don't get mad at me. And they're like, why? My left shoulder hurts. That's why I came. I'm like, that's not, that's not what we worked, what, what brought you here is your left shoulder. What we need to work on is something completely different. So, you know, trying to send energy to somebody's left shoulder may not be as helpful as just 
asking God to help them and getting out of the way and let God do it. It's like, I say, it's like telling God what to do when you're trying to direct it a certain way, right? Like, you don't need to do that. God knows what to do. Just ask for help and get out of the way. Yeah, it gets into the whole manifestation concept of that people really wanting something. And it's like, well, you actually got what you wanted. It just wasn't what you thought you wanted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's, you know, I want people to have more access to understand how how to connect with you if they want to learn more about what you're doing, if they want to come see you. Um, you're, you know, this is broadcasting in November, so let people know how they can do that. Easiest way uh, to kind of follow me is to go to my website, which is Oregon.com. Um, there's lots of things on there that, that, that don't cost anything. Um, and one of them is if you go to the testimonial page, you can watch videos that have been energetically imprinted for the healing of that specific, you know, whatever the video is about, and you can receive that energy. Um, there's a calendar on there. There's all kinds of events on there. You can see exactly where I'm going to be, what I'm doing, and all of that. Um, I also invite people to go to my Facebook page, which is not a social Facebook page. It's just a, a public figure Facebook page. Because every day we post a beautiful photograph that has words embedded in the photograph that have been energetically charged. So when you actually read the words and see the photograph, you're rece- receiving divine energy. So that's that's another thing you can do. It doesn't cost anything. You can stay in the energy every day. You know, I do these calls, which we announce on the website that you're familiar with. That we, you know, you can do. We do those like once a month, three three times a month. Um, you know, this movie, Heal, a documentary is opening um, next week in L.A. and then the following week in New York. And we'll be uh, releasing worldwide in, in November. And that's a really, just a, there's a lot of energy behind that movie, too, that you can watch and feel. There's lots lots of ways to find me, but the easiest way is just robworkin.com. Well, that's great. I want to just thank you so much, Rob, for being on the show today. It really meant the world to me. And you have something very powerful to share with people. And I I really encourage people to check you out and check out what you're doing and connect to the movie that's coming out and find out ways to really develop trust and to let go and get out of the way. I'm I'm very grateful for what I do. I you know this was given to me as a complete gift. It's not something I set out to do, um, but every day I get to wake up and know that there will be miracles that day. And you know it's it's just a great gift to do what I do and see what I see every day and see what's possible. I think that's the greatest message is that I I know what's possible if we just surrender and get out of the way. And because I see it all the time, it's proven to me over and over and over. So please, folks, surrender, trust, ask for help, get out of the way. Don't direct it. God knows what to do and see what happens. Thank you. We've just spent the last hour with the gifted healer, clairvoyant, clairsentient, and clairaudient, Rob Worgen. For more information on Rob and his work or the movie Heal, go to robworgen.com. 
Find him on my page on TalkZone or at www.imaginaconsulting.com. Until next week, divine love and light.